I just had a thought strike me the other day of how condemnation is. It's just so crazy to me, like how it is the fuel that we try to use to motivate ourselves and others. And like you've been listening to, I assume you're past the um, chapter in Willard's book about condemnation. I don't really remember. Okay. He talks about like the um, log in your eye and the splinter and your neighbor's eye or whatever. And he talk like he talks about that as being like <clears throat> condemnation and like taking the log out of your own eye is like stopping condemnation. And I think I don't know. Like the more that I've thought about that, it's been I think really interesting because it is um, like it's just so fitting the way that the log in your own eye <laughs> in a lot of ways like it's it's self-condemnation and it blinds you as to what the actual problem is like it's just like such a good metaphor but like at the same time like you don't know it's there and like if i knew i had a log in my eye like i would take it out you know what i mean mm -hmm. um but i feel like that's sort of the trick it's like where am i Overlooking the log in my eye. Do you have any thoughts? I kind of sprung this on you. Any thoughts? I think something that I've been noticing so much of the last couple of weeks, especially, is just like when I am. Because I think shame is just like being convinced of my own stories. Like the story that I say or hear or believe is true about me, like is what is true. Mm. And I think what's so like ironic and life stealing about that is that like shame makes me not want to look at myself. So like you were saying, like the log in my eye, it's like I don't I don't even know that it's there. And I think it's because I like I hate feeling shame. So I try to ignore it. Like I right. try my best it's to uncomfortable. Like, not like look at why it's there, look at what I'm thinking yeah. is true. And so it just stays there because yeah, it's very uncomfortable to like look at it 
but also it's very uncomfortable to live with it. And I think yeah. that's like what I'm learning. Like which discomfort do I want more and which discomfort actually leads to life rather than further disconnection from Jesus and yeah. myself and others. And it is wild like how pervasive it is, the shame like you're talking about, like into every aspect of our beings and yeah like uprooting it i feel like as we <laughs> you know focus on one spot then like it becomes apparent that it's in another spot and in another spot and just keeps like you keep seeing manifestations of itself in so many different aspects like crabgrass crabgrass it's the worst yes. <laughs> you know my like my dad's lawn with the crabgrass yeah i never knew that crabgrass was like bad because oh. like growing up on a farm we just had whatever grew in the ground and yeah. then people were like oh all this crabgrass and i was like you mean grass they're like no it's crabgrass <laughs> like, okay it looks like grass yeah. to me right and that's, I think that's the thing, though, is, like, shame is just, like, we don't, it seems fine. It's grass. It's just grass. Like, this is just the air I breathe. Like, what's wrong with it? And, like, there's no way to actually change it, right? Like, yeah. this is just what it is. Well, and that's what's so tricky in, like, helping our neighbors with their splinters is, like, I can't see my neighbor to take the splinter out of his eye because I'm... I'm looking through the lens of a log, you know? I don't know. Were you saying more? I don't know. How did that tie in? Well, it just, like, even, like, in my best intentions. I still think crabgrass is grass. Yeah. <laughs> it still is there. And so that's where I'm like, it, that's why it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I can't get over get over myself i don't know like i'm not sure how to phrase that but i think we just again like i think we're so convinced that like exactly how i automatically see things that's reality yep and i think that's what jesus like over and over and over again and god just throughout the whole history of men is like what you automatically think isn't what is always the actual truth. And are you willing to consider that, like, you might not be right here? Right. Yeah. I knew it was going to come to the reality thing. <laughs> because I think it's so true. Like Real. Yeah. What is real? What is true? And who do I trust to be like, to tell me what's real and true? Yeah. I trust myself. Right. 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, yeah, like my thoughts can't be wrong. <laughs> right. Like every single thing that I think. I would never distrust my own thoughts. It's true. Yeah. Like last year, I remember that was probably one of the first times that I felt so much freedom 
with ADHD stuff, but specifically just in context of like my mind, like is on a coaching call, Kristen said like, not every thought you think is true. Which is totally wrong. Which is obviously (laughs) wrong. (laughs) And I just was like, oh my gosh, like I never thought about that before. Like I just, I didn't, I just didn't even like question my thoughts before. I never thought to question them. They were just something that happened and I just went along with whatever was happening. And so starting to notice what my thoughts were and then starting to question like, okay, yes, my brain just is thinking that automatically, but just because it's thinking it doesn't mean that it's true. Right. And it seems so simple. Like, I think if you hear that said, you're like, well, duh. But then... But how we moment, live yeah. is not like duh. Because <laughs> because it's so um, native to me. Like my thoughts don't need to be questioned because they're just so comfortable inside me. Like yeah. they feel like me. <laughs> they Yeah, they are. They just. I was just reading something, and this is totally off topic. Can I just diverge for a little bit? I thought it was super cool because, like, the article was about, um, like, so Tesla is doing this thing where they're trying to essentially put electrode things into people's brains or, like, on the surface of the brains so that they can control things without physically moving like essentially with their brains okay so like obviously there are benefits to that for disabled people or whatever but the guy was saying in the article that like science has not shown like we don't know where the mind exists Mm -hmm. and the brain lights up different areas of the brain like with thoughts and so like it, but but the point is, like, we don't know if that's correlative or causative. Like, is the brain lighting up causing the mind? Or is it just a correlation? Or the other way around, which is what this guy was saying, like, maybe the mind is moving somewhere, which is causing the brain to light up. Mm-hmm. And so like the brain being part of the body the mind is actually causing the brain and again like it hasn't been proved one way or the other but i thought it was super interesting and you were saying something that reminded me of it and i forgot what it was now because of all that coffee i drank <laughs> weird <laughs> cup and a half <laughs> does coffee make you forget things yeah i think so huh. thanks I think so. Interesting. <laughs> but um I I do think yeah how our like our thoughts are so comfortable inside our heads like that being the is it there's no point in questioning it. Right. Oh, that's where it came from. Like we don't we kind of don't know where thoughts come from, I think. And since they just appear and they, they just are They must be mine. Yeah. And that's like one of the other Willard things. Like, I don't know if he talks about it 
too much in the divine conspiracy, but like, I think it was in the Hearing God book we read one of those sections and it was like he has come to know the voice of God like through his thoughts. Like if a thought comes to his head, obviously like testing it against the word and with wise counsel and stuff, but thoughts are weird. I don't know where your brain's going. I don't either. That's okay. I, I'm i letting you lead content director. Cool. I mean, I just thought the Tesla thing was pretty cool in general. Not Tesla. Elon Musk. Oh. I don't think it's Tesla that's doing that. <laughs> Could be. If we don't concretely know where our thoughts come from, like, I think, yeah, probably we have our own thoughts. <laughs> but I think, like, that the other half of that is, like, we can be receiving mental input, maybe, from spiritual realities, mm. like God. And I would say probably other spiritual realities have some influence mm -hmm. over what is coming to mind, either through, like, external physical realities or through, like, I don't, I don't know how that works. Yeah. And I don't care to speculate. But, like, I think that there are thoughts that come to my mind where I'm like, why did that come into my head right now? Good mm -hmm. and bad. Yeah. Both, both sides of that spectrum. Well, and I think, like, honestly, like, that is why I love coaching so much is because before, like, those thoughts, whether my own or from external whatever, like, spiritual realities that we don't know how everything works, like, I, again, I just thought whatever came into my brain, like, it was then just there. And I had zero control or influence over it. Like... A thought is just a fact that is present in me and is like permanently there. And so I think with coaching, it's just realizing like, oh, I can notice a thought, check it, <laughs> see like what it's actually saying is true and then decide if I'm going to hold on to it or not. And that's like, that was just so foreign to me before. Like I just, again, I think with ADHD, having like so many thoughts all the time, like just being able to see like, oh, okay, I can have thoughts. I will always forever have automatic thoughts all the time that are just coming into my head. Yeah. But I do not have to choose to. Like, what do you do with them? Yeah, what do I do with them? Like, I can do something with them. I just, right. that was the novel thing. Like, I didn't know I even could do something with them. And now it's like, oh, wow. A whole new world. Yeah. And I think that's like with condemnation, like the last couple of weeks for me, it's just been so huge in seeing like, for so long, I have shamed myself for so many things. I've condemned myself for so many things, and I've not questioned it. I've just been like, yep, condemned. Yep, you should feel shame about that. Yep, like definitely for sure. 
And now I'm starting to like pause when I feel that overwhelming shame and just I'm starting to notice like, okay, I'm feeling shame right now. Yeah. Why am I feeling shame? And like starting to talk with Jesus about like, what is the thought that I'm thinking right now and just accepting as fact? And is that in line with what you're saying? And with like shame and condemnation, I think the answer is like always no, like whether it's with myself or with someone else, like when I'm feeling shame, when I'm feeling condemnation toward myself or someone else, like whatever thought is driving that feeling is always going to be something other than what Jesus says is true. What has that process looked like of like, beginning to notice those thoughts for you and like I assume that there's effort involved in like stopping yourself yeah well and that like so two years ago I think I noticed kind of that my brain would like be spinning out and I noticed that the effort I was putting forth was like just trying to strong arm my brain into not spinning out in like things. Hmm. And I think now the effort is looks so much different and the effort is being willing to feel negative, quote unquote, negative emotions and being willing to like pause what I'm doing and actually like feel that emotion and then actually turn to Jesus in that. I guess I'm just like, what is your motivation though? Like if they're both uncomfortable. Yeah. Like (laughs) what makes one more desirable than the other? And I would also say like, there is sort of a, like inertia like if this has been working for me why should i change things right and i think that's the question ultimately that like jesus asks people all the time like is what you're doing bringing you life and are you content with that kind of life and i think Yeah, essentially, like, is what you're doing working? Here's the kind of life that you could have is what you're doing getting you that kind of life? Or are you content with just whatever you currently have and you don't want to trust anyone else for anything different? Yeah. I think it's just crazy how that, that's like always open to us mm-hmm. I don't know and and I think like yeah inertia is just such a tricky thing <laughs> it is just easy to like this is what I've done this is how I handle it this is what I do and this is the way it's gonna be well, and that's like I have been talking with our girls at church about this so much of like 
I think that's why Jesus describes like choosing to believe him and like follow what he says is reality as like dying to yourself. Yeah. Because it's not like, <laughs> like I've been living convinced of my own narratives, like without not even knowing I'm convinced of it, just simply like living. Right. For 26, almost 27 years. And Jesus says so many things that are contrary to what I think as like, for example, you and every other human are fully loved. And I'm like, no, that's not, that's not true. When do you question that, Gabby? With me, especially. <laughs> what? <laughs> When and why would you ever question that I am not loved? Oh, <laughs> I never do that. Oh, right, right, right. But like, so choosing to not believe the thing that I have believed for so long, which is like people prove their worth via any number of things, like so yep. many different things. Yep. Like my brain is like, no, 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 no. Everyone just can't be loved. Like- we haven't believed that for 26 years. Like, yeah. we're not going to just start right now believing right. that. Well, and that's where the condemnation thing fits in so perfectly. Because it's like, when I am condemning somebody, it is because I am doubting their self-worth, right? Like, they are less than, and I'm just making it apparent to them, mm -hmm. you know? I interrupted again. I just got excited. I don't think I, yeah, I don't think you interrupted. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Maybe you should get a notepad. And write stuff down or what? Yeah. What am I writing down? Your interruptions. Mm. Well, I didn't interrupt this time, so. That's true. But I do think like that's where, like what you're saying believing in essence like a different reality than the one I've been clinging to for 26 years yeah dying to myself <laughs> yes and I, it also includes the reality that I believe about myself like the self-condemnation that I deal with so frequently and that spills over into my relationships with others like and for me i i feel like that's the bigger burden to carry i don't know if you would agree with that but like and and we've talked about this before but like, i think it was steve cohen who first I don't know, said this to me in some form, but like essentially like hurt people, hurt people. And I think it extends to like condemned people, condemn people. And like if I am living in a state, a perpetual state of self-condemnation, then like of course I'm going to be perpetually spilling over and condemning other people in every interaction or, or, you know, frequently in mm -hmm. many interactions. And that's like where 
the question comes in of like, yes, as uncomfortable and hard as that is, is it more comfortable than starting to believe what Jesus says is true after so many years of not even considering what he thinks and only considering and running with what I think. Yeah. And I think that's where, again, like that's why I think he uses language like dying to yourself. Like I think we usually think of it in terms of like morality, sin, like external Dying to yourself means like not watching porn and not sleeping with your girlfriend. And, right, doing you know, the right acts. Yeah, but I or think dying to yourself is really like, no, I am so convinced of myself in every single moment in every area of my life, and I'm learning to trust Jesus more than I trust myself. Yeah. And that feels like <clears throat> crap. But do I trust that he is a better, the best, like, person to show me what is really true and to lead me in life as I was created to live? Yeah. And a lot of times I'm like, no, I don't trust him. Right. But I'm learning to and learning that all the times when I choose not to, again, like, he, he does not condemn me for that because he's already taken care of that. Yeah. And so I don't need to condemn myself for that. Yeah. And I just get to turn back to him and consider him again. Yeah. Crazy. Like I, I, I was reminded as you were talking about like, uh, Jesus and Nicodemus and like the being reborn and, Uh, yeah, I don't know why this came to mind, but I was just like, like when you're taking a bath and at the end where the water's getting lukewarm, like, and it's not super comfortable, but the air outside of the water is colder, like the discomfort of getting out of a lukewarm bath into a cold air to like put your clothes on, like. And get into a super cozy bed. Yeah. But between there but, and yeah, right. the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. And like for a baby. Leaving the womb. Yeah. It's, it's you know, I have everything I need. Like for the most part, I'm undisturbed. But I, I can't like actually do anything right, right. now. Grow. Like or, I can't be a human. Yeah. 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 Metaphors, my dude. Mm-hmm. I call you my dude. My gal my gal pal <laughs> is that what i sound like pretty much pretty much yeah i yeah i just think like i don't know and i think we there is a strong desire or a leaning towards like condemning and shaming ourselves for shame because if at the root of shame is me like believing myself and not jesus then it's like 
you shouldn't feel shame. You should never experience yeah. shame. And I think that's right. just silly, honestly. I just, I'm like, this is being human. Like, being human is being, like, a kind of bent out of shape than what God created human is constantly being convinced of myself. Right. And Jesus knows that. Like, he's not like, oh, my gosh, you're doing it again. He's like, no, yeah, like, this is what you do. And this is why, like, I came and made a way for you to know God and choose something else because I know that this is what you do all the time. Yeah. And so I think just as people learning to love each other, like, for me, it's been really helpful to remember like this is the air we breathe like we do not need to shame each other for this but it is helpful to help bring it to light and to wade into it and walk through it with each other rather than like oh well you're if you feel shame you're obviously not believing jesus right now and like you're a terrible human yeah like well that's kind of the point yeah (laughs) yeah and i'm gonna like my whole life i'm gonna be feeling shame I think I will grow in it and I will continue to grow in how I handle it and how I process it and how I turn to Jesus and other people in it. But it's not going to just like not be a thing. Dissipate. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just like, am I willing to, that's the hard, that's the hard work of it is like the day in and day out. Like I'm going to wade into this. And I think, a lot of times I'm like, I don't want to. I mean, a lot yeah. of times, like the yeah. last 26 years, yeah, I've not wanted to. And and to play off what you were saying at the beginning, like using shame to sort of get ourselves to do things, like, like I'm going to beat myself up so much until I do things right. Morally rightly. Um, And like, I think that was sort of what I was trying to say at the beginning with like the shame is like, or condemnation as like the motivator. Yeah, it's the fuel. We think it's really good fuel. Yeah. (laughs) And, 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 and I would say like, it probably is largely successful in, in like for the Pharisees. In fits getting and them bursts. to do something or to appear a certain way because of their righteous acts. Right? Like, that's what it seems to me like I can beat myself up into doing something. But, but then that's where I think, like, what you were saying before as well is like, but is that the way that I want to live? Like, right? Is that life-giving is it connecting me with jesus myself and others is it bringing freedom and peace and helping me to love and see others like he does like no none of those things yeah and see each other yeah like what you just said see others the way that jesus sees them Mm -hmm. like yeah and i think it's been pointed out to me a couple of times recently like like the Pharisees were very close in some ways. Like, how much are you talking right now? What's your point? 
I don't know. Does that sound rude? Yeah, well, just because are you thinking about the Bible Project podcast? Is that where I heard yeah. it? Because okay. I was going to like say something, but then I was like, I don't know. That's like kind of a rabbit trail. Rabbit but trail on my dude. My, my gal tying pal. It into... Well, yeah, I think, yeah, like John was just saying, or Tim, Tim Mackey, John Collins, the Bible Project podcast. <laughs> you should definitely check it out. Check it out. Check it out, bro. Like they were just talking about how the Pharisees, like how we often paint them in very like culturally unaware and broad strokes. Yeah. Like they're hypocrites. They don't care about God. They just care about men's praise. But how they were saying like a lot of the things that they chose to do, they did because they were trying to flush out like the law of God in order to, to know God and to be close to him. So, yeah, I think that's like, I think the reason that we paint them in that light is because that's what Jesus called out in them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not in any way trying to disagree with Tim or John, like, but I would say, or maybe not, but, but, and like, and in doing so, like they missed the point. And that's where I think they did slip into the, like the shame based like this is the way to do it and if you're not doing it this way like then you're not doing it the right way and i think even just like as we're going through john like that's been so apparent with like me with evangelical culture too and i'm not trying to say anything that will cause an uproar. But I just am like, it's easy for me to slip into like, this is the right way. And um, I think that God has worked throughout human history um, in ways that are beyond my right way. Um, And I think that that's the other thing that I was thinking before the podcast is like condemnation when I am condemning people and operating out of a state of condemnation, it presumes that I have omniscience, that like I can see. Like obviously this is the best option available Yes, I know what's best and Mm -hmm. you are not doing it. Right. And and all of the, the circumstances that have brought you to where you are, like, I can disregard those because I would have done it differently and I would have done it better. Well, and because you aren't doing what's best, you're like worthless and not worthy of love. Yeah. Yeah. When I think, can I just like bring it down to earth? Please do. Landing on planet earth. (laughs) Like right now, podcasting with you. When we first started the podcast, like in August... I was very worried (laughs) because so much of my narrative that I've clung on to is like, I need to, I need to love Henry well, and everyone needs to know that I do that (laughs) because my worth is tied to that. And if I, if I show anyone on who's listening to the podcast that like 
I'm not loving him or that I um, think something he said is like off or weird or um, whatever, like then I will, then I'm condemning myself for that because to me that's like where my like goodness and morality comes from is like how well I present like <laughs> my version of love to you and then also fearing how others will perceive that and so I think like podcasting just like today I am just learning like Henry and I can say whatever both of us can like say do like be however and it literally does nothing to touch like our lovedness and our worth and our value and so like it's okay like we're okay and because like that is like me choosing to believe what jesus says versus like me sitting on the edge of my seat this whole time while we're podcasting being like oh gosh i hope like i don't say something dumb or that he doesn't say something that i respond to poorly and like i'm like it i'm okay i am loved because <laughs> i always say dumb things I was going to, I said the dumb things. (laughs) Even right now, I'm like, oh gosh, what do people think that I think he's dumb? Like, I'm okay. Like, if people think that I think you're dumb, like, my lovedness is not in that. And I don't have to condemn myself for that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is this Earth or did I land somewhere else? Touchdown. That's got to be Earth. It's got to (laughs) be. Football. I love a good Earth. If you know what I mean. Earth. Never yeah. Earth. Is there more? I feel like you're still ruminating. I'm always ruminating. Yeah. I don't know. I think it just is like, I think I always am simultaneously like so heady and like theoretical and like, but this is like, this is how it changes everything about like every moment of daily life and i think like just wrestling with like this truth or this reality of condemnation and seeing like oh my gosh it literally changes everything when i start when i stop like believing myself to be the ultimate like voice of reality like condemning myself because i have worth or don't have worth and start believing that jesus is telling the truth then i'm like okay that changes every i just like everything it changes everything yeah and yeah I was I was thinking something and now I'm not thinking it. So hmm. I don't know. That happens. <clears throat> I think like I think it begins with what you were saying earlier. And tell me if you uh, agree or disagree. But I do think it it begins with adopting that thought and preaching to yourself like I am okay. Like what you were saying before, 
like God has called me worthy mm -hmm. and my worth is not dependent upon what I do. For me, that's the big one. My worth is dependent upon what I do. And I don't know if that's the, a universal thing, but that's the one that always comes up for me. And it's why, I think why, like being still and silent and practicing that, like has been so helpful for me. And like you were listening to that. I keep bringing it up, the divine conspiracy the other day. Um, and like he was talking about the practices of abstinence and the... Um, Can you use a different word? The practices of stopping things, <laughs> taking things away. What's a, what's a better word? I, better I just... Word? Can we use a different word? That was all. Okay. Were those good options? The sure. other ones? Yeah. And so like the, the silence and stillness one, which I only briefly heard, but he talks about like how it helps us to realize like, yeah, our, our worth is not dependent upon what we do. Mm -hmm. And sitting there, like seeing that God can do things without my help. Well, and if I'm not doing anything, I'm not any less loved or right. valuable. Yeah, yeah. Which is not true. <laughs> <laughs> That's my initial thought about it. Because, yeah, and I think I talked about that on Instagram earlier this week of like there was a moment, or it might have been yesterday, I don't know, days are hard. There was a moment in the morning where I felt like I was kind of like, I just, I felt like, I was like, what am I doing right now? I don't really know what I'm doing. I feel like I should be doing stuff. I don't like whatever. And we were talking about that on the walk and I was feeling so much shame about it. Hmm. And Jesus was just helping me to see like, you are like so convinced that your value is based off of like how productive and how intentional you are using your time, how intentionally you're using your time. And, and even right now I'm like, and in how well my grammar is, <laughs> you yeah, know, like, right. like we, it, there's just an, an endless list of things that we use, but I think, a large portion of it, especially like in the United States is based off of like productivity and use of time. And, yep. and even in Christianity, like in the United States, like we use the verses of like, I don't know, using your time wisely and well, and there's any stewardship number of verses that talk about that stuff. And, but we use it as a way to, again kind of like proclaim worthiness or not like if someone spends their days doing something that we think is not a good use of time they are less worthy of my respect or my love or my care my genuine affection for them like if you're wasting wasting quote unquote wasting your time every day you are 
less worthy. Yeah. And that's where this like the condemnation is so sneaky because we use it to try to help them. Like I will help you by, I don't know what verb to use, but by condemning you, like by shaming you by shaming into you. something Thank better. You. Yeah. Let me shame shape up and you. ship out. Shame up and shame out. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like let me shame you into something more productive. Here, I'll help. I'll undercut your legs with condemnation. Yeah. So, and that's where I just am like. But that's where, like, it's tricky. We're doing that to ourselves yeah. all day long. Right. Yeah. Which, again, might be the air we breathe, but it's certainly not comfortable. But neither is, like, starting to believe Jesus and not myself. So that's where, again, it just comes back to, like, what am I going to choose? Like, which discomfort do I want more? Yeah. And my answer changes moment to moment. Yeah. (laughs) Same. Air quality, horrendous. Air quality? Oh, the air I breathe. (laughs) I see. Sorry. Um. This has been good. I feel like we're like getting our sea legs. Sea legs. That's right. Land legs. Mm-hmm. We're down on Earth now. We're on we Earth. Touchdown. Well, I just I think like with the podcast, like we're still figuring out like what we're doing mm-hmm. and what our roles are. If you are listening, we <clears throat> hope it can be. A blessing even as it's kind of scatterbrained yeah like we don't we want to do a podcast but we don't have um i think i think there are just a lot of things that we are learning and want to share and talk about with others but i don't know if there's like a clear like this is what we're doing and why we're doing it yeah. and i think that's okay And I hope it is still, like, a blessing to others in the midst of its kind of formation. Yeah. Um, And I still would love to bring people on, too, like, to hear stories from and hear just, like, what's going on. Yeah. What they're learning. So if you would want to have a conversation with me and Henry on the podcast, feel free to shoot us a text. We'd love to do that yeah it would be best if you're physically here yeah or if we're physically there i guess yeah if we're physically together. i don't know you're the tech man so yeah i it would be it would be more work and i don't know hopefully the audio is better this week i thought it was and we'll see <laughs> but uh yeah i also am just like changing gears a little bit here uh you and i had talked about is that what that sounds like no okay (laughs) um we had talked a little bit about doing like a a different segment kind of a thing with Mm -hmm. like reading the scriptures and then Mm -hmm. sharing thoughts can you give a brief uh like what was your inspiration and and stuff behind that yeah i think um, two years ago, 
I was listening to the Bible for a class and oh, oh. phone call from Henry. Is somebody Henry? listening to our podcast and calling me? Nope. And um so I was listening to the Bible for class and I had never really listened to the Bible before. Um I used to and again I think this is largely ADHD stuff. I used to like anytime I was just listening to something and I wasn't also doing something with my hands. Like I couldn't pay attention. So even when I listened to the Bible for this class, I was like puzzling the whole time. But so all that to say, I never really listened to things because it, I just would not pay attention to them. So I was like, what is the point? So for that class, I think I just really started hearing things in the Bible that like, I would just glaze over when I would read because mm. I've heard the story or I've read the story before. I know what's happening. So I just kind of like gloss over. Yeah. And so I pretty much since then, but especially so the last year, have just been listening to the Bible, not exclusively, but almost exclusively. And also it's just kind of cool to think like for thousands of years, like that was all that people did was listen to it. They didn't read it on their own. Right. And so just kind of feeling like there is something cool about hearing what God is revealing about himself. And it helps kind of switch my brain up a little, switch things up, helps me hear things a little differently well, and, and I, notice I mean, more than I would. Yeah. Like it, from what I've heard, <laughs> not an expert, but like it was written to be read aloud, right? Like they had an oral culture. Mm -hmm. And so Paul would write those letters and they would be read out loud. Well, in the Old Testament, like. Right. Almost oral tradition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I was just thinking like because of my experience with that, I think it would be cool if we um, had random special episodes where we just read a portion of something that either of us or both of us have been reading. So like read through it once and then kind of just wade into it together. So kind of go through it in little chunks and kind of talk through like what what we saw, what we heard, what yeah. we are thinking and like we are not bible scholars and i think that's also part of like my hope is that like people can see like you don't have to know everything there is to know because nobody knows that <laughs> about the bible in order to start seeing like who is god who is he revealing himself to be yeah and it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to not know things and it's okay to talk about it with other people and yeah, so that's my thought. Yeah, and I think I I am looking forward to doing this. Like, yeah, we are not like shining examples of biblical scholarship or anything. And that's like, it's going to be mediocre. <laughs> we're humans. We're, we're normal. And I don't know. I don't want to overemphasize that. But like, I think it just, it is cool to hear like, what is Jesus revealing to us through his word? And mm -hmm. um, 
that was like, we used to do like this uh, retreat thing in California and it was always really cool. To, it, we would do this practice called the divine reading. And Lectio Divina. Yeah. <laughs> um, you just basically read a passage a few times, uh, three times out loud. And then each reading you would, what stands out to you and, and what is, what do you think God is saying to you? Why is he pointing this out to you? And it just is very interpersonal with the spirit of God and with mm -hmm. the body of Christ. Like what is God pointing out to other people in the room? And then as they are saying what's coming up or coming to mind with them, like how is that matching with what is coming up with me too? So yeah, I, I it'll be cool. I think mediocre and cool. <laughs> yeah, we're mediocre. <clears throat> but I think that's all I've got. Do you have anything more to say? I always just want to say I love you. Me? Yeah. Oh. I guess the people's too. Oh. Gabby loves us. It's true. <laughs> I kept it in the last one. That oh, <laughs> well, here it is again. Here it is again. You gonna say it every time, really? I, I mean, I feel like I don't know. I don't plan to. We so here's two things that eventually we'll need to hash out. I think what they want we... us to end. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to say this one that. thing. One uh, thing. Two things. Two things. I'm one thing. I'm okay. just gonna say one thing. Okay. What do we like call our audience? Because Farm to tablers is a mouthful. Did you say that? I did uh, last time, I think. And then one time I said harvesters. Mm -hmm. Wow. Tabler, tablers, I think I said that. So it's just it's just a, a hodgepodge of names. If anyone has a, a good idea. Do they need a name? Mm, I feel like if I'm trying to address them as a whole. Hey, y'all. Y'all. I never said y'all till I hey moved to Ohio. You just say hey-o. Hey-o. Yeah. <laughs> this Gabriela Taylor. <laughs> and then you don't have to say anything. All right. Bye. Hey-o. <laughs> Bye-o. No, I don't like that. All right. Blessings. Peace and blessings. Shalom. But genuinely. Yeah. And we love you all. Oh, Henry loves us too. <laughs> okay. Bye.